There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. And now here supporting black superiority. Is that what it says? Yes. Yeah, it's about time. The ri- we are on the rise. <laughs> we are taking time. over. Black excellence. Where did you, you get the black excellence? You can take over. You can it's have all it yours, all. pal. It's uh, I believe it's it's a Minnesota based like company. Some guy. It's, he has a barber shop. I forget where it is. But he, like, oh, I heard of that made, guy. Yeah, yeah, he just made yep. like black excellence shirts and. Didn't send me one. No, I'll I'll get you one. All right. I'll get you one. About time. We'll, we'll go order one today. Yeah, look at that. As a as a joke, I was gonna get all my white friends black excellence shirts. Oh, you should. <laughs> like, Merry like Christmas. Have, I have a friend that just had a baby, and I was gonna. They have like a onesie black you excellence should. onesie, so I was like, I might have to oh, get that. Yeah, and send that's it to cute. Them. I just call him B E now. It used to be called Tevin though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, B. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It could stick. And it's fun. Oh, never mind. I was gonna say that's fun because every once like I'll wear it out in public and then you'll see like another black guy walking down the street and they'll just like see the shirt and be like, "Yep, yeah." You get the nod. Yeah, you get the nod. Then you give the nod. Yeah, none of this. This is not circuit. Anyway, welcome to the family with Tevin Pittman. No, I thought you were gonna say something. No, no, still corn free, Catherine Brandt and Cassie Schrader. You might have another kernel up that butt, honey. I do not. All out. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm in far too good a mood today. You're, you're, you're so speedily. I don't even know what's going on. Did you take a chill pill today? <laughs> no, I did not take a chill no, pill today. No, I did not. I did have... No, never mind. Jeff Belanger, our special guest up next with the family. Recently, the four Walzer dealerships in Burnsville, Walzer Subaru, Walzer Honda, Walzer Nissan, and Walzer Mazda encountered a hailstorm. A justice flew in from around the U.S. to handle a claim on what will be over 2,500 new and used cars. They've drastically reduced the pricing on these vehicles, and there are some wonderful bargains available. But here's the deal. I normally hate the hurry-these-won't-last style of marketing, but in this case, it is true. It's not like they'll go into the back lot at night with hammers and make more. I also usually tell people to check them out online, but in the case of slightly damaged cars, you really do have to see them for yourselves. Stop out to Walzer Mazda, Nissan, Honda, and Subaru just south of the Burnsville Mall on Buck Hill Road. If you really want to, you can tell them Tom sent you, but that sounds kind of dumb. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would 
highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. Diddle-diddle. Hit it. Might be my favorite Rolling Stone song. Black excellence and dreamware. Yeah, now you get your own song, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that, 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 that was my jam on Guitar Hero. When Guitar Hero. <laughs> guitar <laughs> hero. <laughs> on, on Guitar Hero. New England Legends TV series just hit Amazon Prime. 2020 Haunted New England Calendar just came out. New England Legends podcast is still coming out each weekend. Jeff just launched the Halloween stamps for the U.S. Postal Service. Jeff Belanger, how are you? I'm great, Tom. Good to be back with you. Nice to have you on again. This time of the year, nice Catholic boy that I grew up being a nice little Catholic boy. I love Halloween. And I'll tell you another thing, Mr. Belanger. It's a very special yeah. time for me because I do remember every Halloween we had a nice man uh, named uh, Joe Greenstein. He was a local grocer, owned the biggest little store in the world, and he was a nice Jewish man, but he bought a pumpkin for every kid in every school, including the Catholic schools, the synagogue. The, uh, really? Yeah, for everybody. He he brought it to the Christian schools, the public schools. You know, he brought it to all the schools. Everybody got a pumpkin from Joe Greenstein. So it was like right away, we were just like, we're all in this together. It was very cool. That's, That's very awesome. Cool. He really Did you carve it? You didn't want me anywhere near a knife. <laughs> no. no. You know, I, I, you know I, I, that question got away from me. I couldn't grab it back. <laughs> it got away from me. I was like, oh, there, there it goes. Oh, wait a minute. Tom wasn't allowed to touch sharp objects till he was 20. <laughs> I, don't still, I don't think they still want me doing it, but... Yeah, you know, Jeff, very, very quickly, I just met with uh, one of my favorite guys, worked for him uh, at Cumulus for a long time. He's now the consultant guy named Mike McVeigh. I think the world of the guy. He's a great guy. And the first time I ever sat down and had a, a talk with him, we went to the airport. One guy was going to Minneapolis. One guy was going to Palm Beach, Florida. And the other guy was going to Cleveland. So we're splitting up three separate ways. And just before I left, Mike McVeigh says to me, Tom... You know, there is something wrong with you. And then he turned around and just walked away. Like, gee, thanks. Thank you so much for that. I really appreciate it. In some countries, they say bon voyage. Yeah. (laughs) You know, they wish you well, you know. Uh, Yeah, whatever. They've traveled. Or you're either your nuts or Bon Voyage. I forgot which one I was supposed to say there. Yeah. That all works out in the end. So, man, you you got a few things going here. You're a busy man. Yeah, it's October. I'm like an accountant in April, I guess. Yeah, I, well, that's probably true. Where do you want to start? And a lot of stuff to talk about today. 
Man, so uh, I can we talk about postage stamps? Because I mean Absolutely. that's riveting, right? <laughs> well, it is for I mean, me. As long as they got Elvis on them. <laughs> so, uh, not since the Elvis stamp, I think, is uh, has there been a more significant time in the U.S. Postal Service See? history. And uh, this amazing thing happened on October 11th, and I got to be part of it, which was really cool. So the U.S. Postal Service called me like a month ago, and they call me like from Washington D.C., you know, the headquarters, Ooh. and they call me exactly never. Right, so, so they exactly. call, they call and say, yeah. Like, I mean, I've kept track my whole life, and there's been zero calls till then. <laughs> and uh, they said, hey, we're going to launch the Halloween stamp. Would you want to be part of it? And it's, uh, I said, well, you know, that sounds interesting, I guess. But and then I saw the stamp designs, and I said, yes, I will definitely do this. And I went up there, and we got to. You know, there was like a half hour, all this pomp and circumstance. It was one really neat little ceremony. People came from all over the country. It's called a first day of issue event. I didn't even know this was a thing, but Maybe it's a thing. This is all news. Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah, so people come from far away for this. And I went up and I talked to the postmaster guy from Washington, D.C. I said, did you know this is the first time you've put a ghost on a U.S. postage stamp? Uh-oh. And, he, and I could tell the decision was made far below his pay grade, right? And he went, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. I said, no, no, no. <laughs> You'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. So, so I go up there and I say my speech and I say, look, it's okay if you don't believe in ghosts, but I believe in ghosts. And I'll tell you why, because I've seen them on a stamp. And I pointed to the stamp that had just been unveiled right, be- right behind me. And there's four of them. There's little black cats, little black bats, spiders, and then these ghosts. And it's like clip art, right? Clip art on, on mm-hmm. pretty background. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, I believe in ghosts. And the U.S. Postal Service believes in ghosts, because if you put one of those ghosts on a letter, it'll go all the way across the country in just a few days. See? They will provide their service. And, and so I could just, and then I look over and I see a little bit of sweat forming on this guy. He's like, oh no, I didn't see this coming. And so uh, I'm trying to, you know, stir the pot a little bit. Say like, well, you know, whether you believe in them or not, the U.S. Postal Service does. And it's the first time that they've sort of endorsed a ghost. What's wrong? There's nothing wrong with there. that. No, nothing wrong with that. I agree with you. I think it's awesome i loved it i loved every minute of it and i think the stamps are awesome and gorgeous and uh they sent me this little pin this little gold pin it's totally cute it looks great on a suit but uh you know it was uh, it was neat to be part of that because i i think it's almost like the you know i've been doing this for 20 plus years and and to watch ghosts seep more and more into the popular culture to now the point that they're on a stamp kind of significant were you voting on the excuse me were you voting on the on the stamps or what was what was your input on that no, there was no input. The stamps were done. They wanted oh, me to be okay. the keynote speaker to launch them. So oh, they have this okay. whole half-hour ceremony, oh. and I was the last person to speak. It's broadcast on Facebook Live and all this other stuff. And uh, oh, cool. and I went up there, and I'll be darned if they didn't quote me uh, on their website where they wrote up their own news release about it, and they quoted me at the end saying, hey, I believe in stamps because I believe in ghosts because I saw them on a stamp, <laughs> that a, a stamp that will get a letter across the country. I went, you guys are just a glutton for punishment, you know? I think so terrific. I'm waiting for the religious groups and stuff to jump in. It'll be great. <laughs> I can't wait well, for that, right? One of the great things about Halloween, it was found based on religion, and that's why some people don't like it, because it, its derivation is religious. I, I don't find it to be particularly religious, and like I said, I grew up Catholic, so I, I maybe I should, but I never have. Halloween's just a, it's a very fun time. You, you know, All Souls yeah. Day, All Saints Day, it's just... It's wonderful stuff. That's all I I love Halloween. I do too, but you know, and the reason it exists, and what's amazing to me is that it exists all over the world. What we're really talking about is November first, and I know it's October thirty first. Stay with me. 
So November 1st marks the halfway point between fall and winter. Between, well, between the, the equinox and the solstice. Right. And that turns out to be a significant day the world over. Now, the Celtic people 2,000 years ago believed the veil of, between the world of the living and the dead was at its thinnest, so they, they held these bonfires and put out food offerings for the dead, and over time the Catholic Church got their hands on it and turned it into All Hallows' Eve. Right. But in Mexico, it's Dio de los Muertos, and I was in Peru this summer, and down there it's Day of the Souls. And so the whole world looks at this day as some sort of Day of the Dead, and that's really something. I mean, mm-hmm. cultures yeah. that didn't have a lot of contact, you know? That's a very so, good point. I love it. Because yeah. they did not know from one another that that was the situation. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So something's cool. in the air, man. Oh, yeah. That's always been in the air. You know, getting together with my friends and all the rest of the, the only the only, pro, the only problem I ever had with Halloween is when I turned 11 years old, my voice dropped and I grew to six feet tall. <laughs> so nobody gave me any damn candy even though I was only 11. <laughs> trick or treat. Oh, I, I come in and go, yeah, trick or treat. And I'm like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> What are you doing? I think that's why we have kids, though, isn't it? So we can go out again. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. That's what I did. I go out with my daughter every year. I wouldn't miss it. Why do you think that is that that fall, the the, the advent of fall is such a family? We went to the uh, what's called the Seavers Fall Festival, and it's a bunch of rides, and it's the pumpkin patch, and it's it's a huge family event. Halloween at my house was always a huge family event. It wasn't just for the kids. It was for everybody. Sure. Love that yeah. stuff. No, I, 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 you know what it is, too? And, and the other part of it, and this is culturally for thousands of years, it's the time of the harvest. You take mm-hmm. in the harvest. Yep. It's not quite cold yet. You, you, you celebrate, hopefully, your bounty, right? Hopefully, mm-hmm. you, you're looking good for the winter. So you celebrate that harvest, and you, you, you welcome the change of the seasons. It's, it's, um, it, it's what we do. It is a wonderful thing. We're, we're also very lucky in that uh, we have a bunch of, we have a few birthdays in there. And of course, Thanksgiving's in there, Halloween's in there. You get to Christmas, New Year's. I mean, around our house is like 90 straight days of having fun. It's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree with you. It was for me, too, growing up. I mean, we have our, our traditions for each holiday and meals we eat. For, for example, I, I can't tell you why or how this started, but I've had beef stew on Halloween pretty much every year of my life. There you go, man. Maybe. I don't know why. And pumpernickel bread. It had to be pumpernickel bread oh, and beef it. stew. Love it. Yeah. Every, and I will again this year. I, I couldn't not do it now. I understand that completely. And that's how, now I'm going to have to do it. Way to go, Jeff. Now i got to come up with beef stew you, and pumpernickel bread. Take it. Take I, it. I, have I, it. Good. I remember having a conversation with somebody about Halloween, and she said, she's, well, we don't celebrate Halloween because, you know, it's uh, I'm religious, and I believe that that's conjuring up you know, evil mm-hmm. spirits and all this stuff. God. And I said, you know, if that's what you do on Halloween, right. then that's what that means. But if you're just going to put on a funny costume and run around and get candy or have a little party, it doesn't mean that. You're not going to conjure something up because your kid puts on a right. Little Mermaid outfit yeah. and well, gets whole, candy. Elsa. Well, the whole thing yeah. of dressing up in costumes <laughs> was actually to protect you from, yeah. the, from the bad elements right. of the... Uh, Halloween yeah. season. Exactly. I, I'm, like, I'm like, everything is what you make it. Yeah, exactly. I suppose that is true. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that is. It, yeah, I'm not in the basement with it. the red and black candles and come on, let's go. Outfit. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Get her up and run. Matter of fact, Jeff, <laughs> at no, one I point, <laughs> when our children were in, I believe, the first and third grade, we put them in a school, and they were there for one month, and then uh, they came home and said, "Mom and Dad, this is kind of sad." Well, what's sad? 
Well, they won't let us celebrate Halloween because it's a wicked holiday. I'm like, nope, they're not going to school there anymore. Nobody told us about that. <laughs> they got pulled out of that school <laughs> with that you. day, man. Yeah, like, I oh, would too. I'd be yeah. like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> you know, you know it's weird whatever. About that. He, he, yeah, no, I'm with you. That day, by by I, it's, uh, an odd twist in the story, we transfer them into a Catholic school. <laughs> so what is that? For? <laughs> Honest to God, no, it's uh, it's yeah. always been. And by the way, Jeff, I still hold the record. I have not met one other person, uh, a friend of mine named Mike Davitt. He and I were in first grade, and back then, when I was in first grade, you could go trick or treating by yourself. We thought, right? Uh, the only problem is when Mike Davitt and I were on our way home, we got robbed. What? There was a guy. Oh, no. Yep. A guy hiding in the bushes. He jumped out and stole our candy and ran off. I'm still the only oh. person I know that got robbed at Halloween. God. We, we went without You know, you hear stories, but it's always a friend of a friend. It's never you. No, wow. this was the ghetto. You... <laughs> <laughs> Living in the ghetto, that stuff will happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'll never yeah, forget that. We so got tragic. robbed. It was, yeah, you know, we got over it. We got home and said, Mom, they robbed us. She's like, oh, who gives a rest? She no. said, just go out again. <laughs> well, here's here's what I like. She goes to the store quickly, comes back with, like, three Milky Ways. I'm like, okay, that's great, Mom, thanks. That's my <laughs> it's least not the same fa- as a pillowcase full of them. No, it's right? not, exactly. Plus, fact, yeah. where are the nuts? I wanted a Snickers, not a Milky Way. What the hell's wrong with you? But no, yeah. I, I do love it. I've always loved it. We just put our we have a twenty foot witch that we blow up and put in front of our house every year. Is that Francine? Francine. Francine. That's Francine exactly. It's the Francine witch. the witch. Yeah. She's there. Matter of fact, she's she's gotten a little older now because she leans on the post by the fence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's leaning on the she's post. Tired of standing there. Every season. Tired of standing there every season for a month. No, it's 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 a wonderful time. Uh, so tell me about New England Legends TV series on Amazon. Yeah, so it's a program that I've been working on for PBS, uh, a few select PBS stations for, gosh, like six years now. And we don't get to do a lot of them, but when we do, it's it's just an adventure. We go out and we find out how the legends were born. And we explore everything from ghosts to monsters to strange odd history, roadside oddities, you name it. And so this year, our series is back with a, an episode called Legendary Road Trip. And... We over the span of a, a week, we logged over two thousand miles through New England, just oh. driving. So, like all these very strange definite uh, destinations, we found the the site of America's first documented haunting in Maine, where uh, it, it's this ghost appeared over and over between seventeen ninety nine and eighteen hundred. Hundred witnesses, and it was all documented in this this particular book, uh, interviewing each witness and so on. And it's almost forgotten about, but it's this great story, and the cellar where the ghost appeared is still out there in the woods. We found the cellar hole, even though the house is now really? long gone. Wow. Yeah, it was really, really cool. Like it just to just to be standing there and say, "Wow, you know, history was made here. You know, stories were made here." Yeah. Did you go down um, there? <laughs> we did. Oh heck yeah, I did. And the strangest thing about it, so <laughs> heck yeah, I did. <laughs> I dove in like it was a swimming pool. Like, so, the, <laughs> so the thing, the strangest thing was, and I've been in many cellar holes, and they're all over the place, right? They're, they they look like stone walls, but they're clearly rectangular, sort of disheveled and falling apart, but you can see it. And this one was kind of large for a cellar hole, and the strangest thing was it's in the middle of the forest. There's trees growing up out through the middle of it, which is not unusual. It's been abandoned for 150 years. Uh, but the, all around the woods is, is green and, and perfectly fine. The trees that were growing up from the center of the cellar hole were all very tall and very dead. No leaves, Ooh, no pine really? needles. 
just these dead trees inside this area that's maybe 20 feet, 25 feet long and 15 feet wide or so. And it was just one of those things where you looked up and you went, huh, those are dead, and 10 feet away, they're all alive. Weird. I love it. Jeff, can you hang on for another, about a couple minutes? We'll start another, yeah. Do you have another 5, 10 minutes you can spend with us? Let's do it, sure. All right, we'll be right back more with Jeff Belanger, ladies and gentlemen, with the family. Tom Bernard here with CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Always a pleasure to be with you, Tommy. So you're splitting the tab at lunch or pitching in on a gift for a coworker. Maybe you got to pay that football pool entry fee and you need to settle up now. What do you do if you don't have cash on hand? You could use one of those third-party transferring services that comes with fees and takes days. But how secure are they? Why not send money quickly and safely with the click of a button without the hassle of a middleman? What's the answer, Michael? The XChat Gap, brought to you by your local community bank. It's safe, secure, and simple to use. The XCheck app. Simply add a new contact by entering their name, phone number, and email into the app. Enter a dollar amount and then initiate the transfer. To accept the payment, the contact simply enters their bank information through a secure link sent via text or email. XCheck. Safe and simple from my banker, North American Banking Company. A better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. If you're one of those folks out there still putting up with contact lenses or dealing with glasses, think just for a moment, what would it be like to wake up to a clear morning and experience your day with all the freedom LASIK brings? Well, I'm living proof. That dream can come true. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With the new year right around the corner, it's time to set your sights on 2020 vision. Get $500 off LASIK through the end of the year at Whiting Clinic. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contacts, then it's time for you to find out if you're a candidate for LASIK. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com for your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Imagine 2020, buy 2020, and let 2020 be your best year yet with $500 off LASIK at Whiting Clinic. Offer expires December 31st, 2019. Both eyes only cannot be combined. Results may vary. Lick me. Okay. If you do that one more time, I'm coming down there. Okay. (laughs) You're going to be sad. You're going to be sad. (laughs) Jeff, my wife won't let me say my favorite line from The Exorcist. I can't believe it. I'm very upset. Which one is it? Is it the one no, about don't let Jesus? Oh, Who's <laughs> oh, the one about lot. Jesus? What? What about Jesus? No, I don't remember the line. Thank you. I'm not saying anything. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not saying I anything. That. I I'm not fit. saying anything. I like that a lot. Yeah. I have uh, that movie memorized. Where should we start? Line one. <laughs> yeah, line one. Absolutely. Uh, we. Uh, okay. Well, I'll throw this out here. So, how much more time do you have left with us? I don't want to keep you too long. So, so how, how much more time do you have? I mean, whatever you need. I'm okay. Okay. Excellent. So I, I went to see the movie. We're sitting in the front row of the balcony at the Gopher Theater in downtown yeah. Minneapolis back in the day. And the dog, my friend, is sitting to my right. And another guy I won't identify sitting to my left. The reason I didn't identify him is because he got up and left because it scared him so much he, he went home. So I, I could, let's just say his name is Bill Sugartit. How about that? We'll go with that. But anyway. Right. We're I know Bill. <laughs> I know him. But in any oh, yeah. case, <laughs> you know that line about what your mother does in hell, that line? Yes. 
uh, she blurts out that line, your mother, blah, 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 in hell. The dog started laughing so hard, I thought he was going to fall off the balcony because <laughs> he lurched forward. He was laughing so hard. He thought that line was hilarious. <laughs> like, oh, great. Uh, well, I suppose to a young man, I suppose that kind of thing is hilarious. I, I suppose. It but, doesn't take much, does it? When you're a young man. No, like, no, no, it does not. Not at all. A couple no bodily functions, and I mean, we're good. We can laugh all day on that. We're all three years old again, absolutely. Yeah. We're all three yeah. years old. Poop. What do you think of that? I said poop. <laughs> I think it's brilliant. God. We're I would, born with it. You do oh, stand-up, yeah. Tom? I would watch that all night. Yeah, just, <laughs> I got a joke for you. Poop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the three-and-a-half-year-olds would flock to see me at the Civic Center. It would be unbelievable. <laughs> right. Like you and the Wiggles. That, you know what? That is a great TV bit. I should sell that to Saturday Night Live. Have a guy do nothing but three-year-old jokes. And the Body little humor. kids just right. flock to see him at stadiums. Uh, <laughs> that would be the worst. Way. All the mothers are in the audience rolling their eyes. Yeah, exactly. I was say that. <laughs> That's a great bit. That is a to write bit. that bit. All these three and a half year olds. Oh, he's just my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I have little kids standing at the fence. Billy. That'd be wonderful. Just like How much was this ticket? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. But in any case, uh, we are talking about New England Legends TV series on Amazon Prime. Twenty twenty haunted New England calendar just came out. So you don't have one in front of you, do you? Uh Maybe somewhere. Right oh yeah, I do. Look at there that. Might be one right here. I'm checking to see. Oh, look at this. Haunted New England. Oh, that's a cool picture. Where do you the, the the Haunted New England 2020 that you know the picture I'm talking about where it looks like you're going into a cave? Yeah, that's, that's called cool. the Clinton Tunnel in Clinton, Massachusetts. And oh, it's oh, um okay. uh, Yeah, the the photographer I worked with on this, Frank Grace, he's amazing. So I I write the stories, Frank takes the pictures. We've done these 5 years in a row. And it's uh, it's just this really fun project that um, is just it's a sickness at this point. We're just compelled to keep doing it because we've got friends. We we only print a limited number because the thing is, Tom, when you when you produce a calendar by January second, they're worthless. <laughs> so you know, it, I suppose, yeah. it's true. <laughs> so if if it was a book, I mean, it could sit in my basement. I'll sell it next year. It's fine, you know. But if it's this, right. is, this is it. So we only we only do a few. And um, and and it's I mean, there's people like oh you're my calendar every year and I said now I have a responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, an awesome good. responsibility. That's good. Yeah. So people are like oh what's this year's calendar? We're working on it. We're working on it. So uh, yeah, the Clinton Tunnel. It was supposed to be a train tunnel, but it was never finished. Oh. And uh, there was all yeah all kinds of accidents and uh, eerie stories about uh, about it. And today people can walk through it, and it's it's you know it's just a very spooky place. But I love the visual. God, that is a really yeah. It is a great picture. So the calendar you can you can purchase. The calendar will only be purchased at one of Jeff's events. Um, oh, you can buy it or my website on your website, yeah, which is jeffbelanger uh, dot com slash haunted New England twenty twenty. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I think That's it's a great it. idea. Do you have one specific book about about Halloween or haunting or whatever? What is the scariest book you ever read? Is there one? Ever read? Yeah, is there any book out there that, that, like, you know, well, how many books do you have? 
I've written 15. 15. That's what I knew you wrote, wrote a ton of them. Do you have one that's yeah. your favorite? Obviously, you, you like them all, but is yeah. there one that you just blows you away that you were able to write this book? So, Tom, you might be old enough, and this isn't meant to be an insult, but do you know, remember who Studs Terkel was? Yes, I Studs do, Terkel, as a matter but... of fact. <laughs> okay. Your grandmother's here, Jeff. Yes, I know, I know. So here's what I did. No, uh, that's, that guy's I, 1920s. I, I mean, we're yeah. going way back. I know. Yeah. I know yeah. most people don't know who he is. But no, I know who he he's is. He's a journalist and interviewer, for those who don't know, and, and he wrote a, an incredible book called Working, which is still incredible, but he would... In, interview people and and it, the dialogue would be in the book it's it's that sounds like duh right but if there was ums and pauses and things like that he captured the voice of a person in the written word like no one i've ever seen mm-hmm. so i wanted to do a book about ghost experiences people's real life ghost experiences and do my darndest to rip him off <laughs> so I, <laughs> well, that's nice <laughs> I, well, I mean, an homage, right? I mean, I was sure. channeling my studs Turkle. I, I wrote a book called Our Haunted Lives where I interviewed people about their ghost experiences, and I said one of the problems with these stories is they get sensationalized by the author. I'm going to keep myself out of the way. You're going to read what they said, and I'll just interject, as he did, just like one little line of questioning just to keep it moving in some sort of narrative flow. And so it's, it's 99% them, 1% me just helping along with the mm-hmm. questions. And so the book starts with a, a, a very thorough interview I did with George Lutz, who lived in the Amityville house. It's mm-hmm. his story that was made into all the books, all the movies, everything. And we spoke for hours about everything that happened from, like, the summer of 74 to, like, the, to, you know, three, four years later after they had moved out of that Amityville house. And what I heard from him directly was that, you know, the book and was an exaggeration of reality. The movie, of course, was a gross exaggeration with each movie getting worse. But when you read what really happened, uh, it's the kind of thing that would chip away at your sanity, which to me is much more frightening, right? If you walked into a house that was literally like bleeding in the walls and stuff flying at your head and the, the place is trying to eat you, you'd just leave. You wouldn't yes. have to think about it. You'd mm-hmm. turn around and you'd walk out and it'd be the end of the movie in 30 seconds. Right. But in reality, like, days go by, and there's absolutely nothing. And you start to calm down. Oh, I'm safe. It's okay. It's over. And then it starts again. That is so much more petrifying than, than any sort of continuity right. with this thing. And what he described, to me the most frightening thing, and it sounds silly when you say it out loud, but he would be sound asleep, and he would hear, like, a full marching band downstairs. And it, it, it sounds silly, but, you, but he'd leap up because he's the man of the house and he wants to protect his family. And he runs downstairs saying, what the heck, is it a stereo that's turned on? Something like that. He sees his dog, a, a black lab, sound asleep on the floor. So obviously the lab didn't hear it. He would have jumped up too. And then he starts to wonder, is this thing just affecting me? Am I going crazy? Am I losing my mind? And then other family members start to talk about the strange things they're experiencing. And, and everyone was afraid to share with the other because everyone else would think they were crazy. And once they start sharing with each other, it gets more frightening because you realize this thing is singling each one of us out in unique ways to get to us. And to me, that, I mean, that's just absolute psychological warfare uh, coming from something you can't see or wrap yeah. your hands around. And I found that a lot more frightening than anything that Hollywood dreamed up in the movies. Yeah, I understand exactly what you're saying. That's why I asked you that, because, you know, you look at movies. Well, first of all, I'm not a big slasher movie kind of guy. I like scary movies, frightening movies, the jump-out-at-you movies. But, you know, when people are getting stabbed in the face, that's really not my kind of deal, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, that's and that's at some point, you know, the two most frightening things to do as a writer, content creator, whatever you want to call us, right, is to make someone laugh or to make someone afraid because both are so subjective. And slasher, you're right, you're just numb to it very quickly. If it's just going to be 90 minutes of slashing, well, then how am I supposed to be scared at minute, you know, 80 right. when it's just been going on steadily? It's, it's the suspenseful stuff. Like, and, 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 of course, Hitchcock was a master of that, you know, and, and Hitchcock's been ripped off by everybody where the woman's walking down the hallway, and you know the killer's in the kitchen. We've already seen it. We've already seen it, in, you know, hiding behind the door, and she's getting closer to the door, and you're going, oh, God, don't open that door. You know what's behind the door, and she's getting closer, and then the phone rings, and you leap, right? <laughs> and, and you jump up, and you leap, and you go, oh, oh, it's just the phone, and she picks up the phone, and now you relax, and then the killer jumps out, and you jump again, and he's just messing with all of us because he's a master at it, right? I mean, that's Hitchcock just taking you on a roller coaster, and that's, that's the craft of it. That's something we should all aspire to when we're trying to craft stories. You know, how can we move you through this emotional, uh, you know, rainbow of, of, of all kinds of feelings? God, I just... Uh... This, uh, you know, it's so great talking to you about this stuff. Because now, maybe that's why I'm in such a good mood, just talking about Halloween. It's all this time of year has always been one of my favorites. You know, my brother's birthday's today, and our son's birthday is in five days, and then Halloween. Then my birthday comes along. That it's just every week there's something, and it's a really cool time of the year for our family. It is, and it's it's a great time of year. And I, I it breaks my heart when people look at it as something that's demonic or religious because uh, as with any holiday you can make it completely secular and that's okay it's your right it's your prerogative you can turn it into just fun dress up and right. and go out and and have candy if, if you do, if you don't want to tap into the pagan roots of it or the catholic roots of it or whatever you can take it for just what it is and and i think that's that's the special thing is that we can redefine it every single year you are allowed in your own family to define. For me, it's, it's beef stew and, and pumpernickel bread and carving pumpkins and trick-or-treating and putting out like four fog machines and 30 strobe lights. You know, I mean, that's what we do. We go right. big. And, and, and getting the full-size candy bars, because when I was a kid, I knew I wanted to be that guy as an adult, right? The guy that had the full-size candy bars, because everyone remembers. You know, you remember yep. your whole life. Oh, you God, gave out yes. the full-size. And that's me. You come to my house, you get the full-size. That's hilarious you bring that up because it was announced, uh, I was not supposed to find this out, but it was announced that um, that uh, one of the local TV stations was going to take a hidden camera and go door to door to public figures' houses to see how gener generous they were going to be giving away <laughs> candy, right? Aww. Right. So we went and uh, possibly picked up a few full pies from... Uh, Baker Square and handed those out. <laughs> so they didn't they didn't sucker anyone. It works out really really great. Here, kid, here's an entire pie for you. Well, the problem with that is now if right. you do that, they'd be I'm like, sure you didn't poison that, right? No, right. <laughs> like, no. no needles, no razor blades. No, in there. nothing. No, no. There'd be pushback. You'd yeah. be supporting obesity and ch and right. uh, diabetes true. if you mm -hmm. did it today. No, you're absolutely <laughs> right. You do it now. Oh, you're a horrible human being. Oh my God. What are you going to do? I'll tell you what, Jeff. As always, great having you on. Thanks so much. And yeah, look, I know you're busier than hell the next 10 days. You get your, well, you're always busy anyway, but this period leading up to Halloween, very busy for you. So thank you for taking the time to spend, uh, to spend with us today. Yeah, my pleasure. It's always fun to talk to you guys. I appreciate it. But you know what? I exist the other t uh, 11 months as well. You do? <laughs> 
I don't, I don't go into hibernation and wait for like September 30th where I just op- open this crusty eye like, oh, it's my time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll have to have him back for Krampus. For Krampus? Yeah. There you go. I love Krampus. Yes. That's a great idea. That's like oh, a Christmas. New, tr- new trend now. The ugly Christmas sweaters are going oh, the Krampus yeah. way. You oh, they get are? Krampus Christmas sweaters. Krampus Christmas. I've had a Krampus Christmas sweater for like four years now, so I had it long before it was uncool. Yeah, now it's cool. <laughs> oh, i got to get rid of it. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Take care. Happy right. Halloween. Happy Halloween to you. What a nice guy. He's yeah. a really nice. I he, like nice people. He is phenomenal, and to see him and Dave together. Oh yeah, they get oh, all whipped up. Oh my god, those two. They're like we call them. They're, they have a little bromance together. But like if <laughs> oh, Dave ever starts talking sweet. to somebody else, Jeff will get jealous. It's just so funny how oh, they interact. Oh my god! No, they're I very. I might start cute. crying. They're they're very cute together. I love them. Okay, I have a question for you. Yeah. A uh, listener just suggested I read a book by Mark Bashara called The Scariest Book Ever Written, The True Story of an American Ghostbuster Who Discovered Real Vampires, Satanic Human Sacrifices, Deadly Black Magic, A Haunted Hotel, Sadistic Poltergeists, and more. Has anybody ever heard of this book? No. I've never even heard of it. What's it called? It's called The Scariest Book Ever Written, but it only got two and a half stars on Amazon, so I don't know how good it can be. If it was scary, don't you think it would get a lot better ratings than that? Yeah. Uh, I never understood people that like get scared by books. Like, well, it's because you don't have an imagination. I mean, but, <laughs> but, like, there it is. It's such a fun. It's like a weird concept to me. It's like you're just reading the words. Like, calm, calm yourself down. Like, yeah. Close the book. Like, it's, you're gonna be all right. Well, that's true. But you're a man's man. That's the big. That difference. is true. That's one thing. He's I'm, a manly I'm, man, I'm a ladies and gentlemen. Jack, grizzly beard. I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay. Uh, <laughs> Are you? Are you indeed. okay? <laughs> We're gonna take a break, and we could be right. Do, do we ever get a hold of Kostaki? He's gonna be on. Wonderful. We'll be right. right back with Kostaki Economopolis and Quick Steps next with the family. Tom here for Saber Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Saber and Bryant are teaming up to offer zero percent financing for 36 months. When you buy a new Bryant furnace, this is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. It's Tom telling you that you can lose an average of 26.2 pounds on the 40-day weight loss program powered by Nutramost. I lost 92.5 pounds in less than five months thanks to the Sheehy Brothers and the Ultimate Wellness and Weight Loss Program powered by Nutramost. And I encourage you to let them help you lose weight as they teach you how to stay healthy and keep that weight off. Take it from me. Having a coach keeps you accountable and it makes achieving your goals so much easier. Let the Ultimate Wellness and Weight Loss Program powered by Nutramost help you. Schedule your immediate consultation or attend the Nutramost free dinner at 6.30 p.m. on Monday, August 19th at Jake's in Plymouth. Call now, 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. Study data comes from client-submitted data to a third party for tracking of daily weight loss and progress through the Nutramost weight loss programs. See website for full disclaimer details. It was a cold September morning when Kostaki Economopolis <laughs> took the field. We just Love found it. we just found some out Kostaki. Uh, Tevin is here and he's taking reading the list of the top uh, singers of all time. Rolling Stone mm-hmm. magazine. Rolling, right? Rolling Stone yep. magazine. Johnny Mathis is named not not even on the list. 
the hell is that? Oh. What's the top few? I just heard the end of you bitching. Uh, actually, it's a suckwad <laughs> list because the top three guys are Greek. But anyway. <laughs> uh, Yanni. Yanni's up there. That's right. <laughs> Didn't he have a clarinet or something? Uh, uh, I think so. Oboe. 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 Oh, I don't know. He had an oboe? I think Kenny G is Greek. I don't know if I want oh, that to be known. Oh, <laughs> Kenny G might be Greek, too. That's true. Yeah. Uh, that's right. Oh, <laughs> um, so in any case... Your Minnesota Vikings have made a this big charge. They're at four and two now. Actually, this mm-hmm. team should be seven and zero. Oh. Yeah, they should be, but they pissed away that that Green Bay Packer game, and then like the other one laid an, egg, laid an egg against the Bears. Yeah, laid an egg against the Bears. But look, and I'm not saying they're going to charge right to the Super Bowl and all the rest of it. But um, what do you see in here? I. They're good, right? I feel yeah, like they're, uh, they're 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 they might be the hottest, coldest team, but they're when they're good, they're really good. That's how, right? You just described every Minnesota team. <laughs> you yeah, did, that's what we right. do here. That's what we do here. It's true. But you know, at least you got a team that if things kind of fall the right way, you know, that's a good team, man. That's uh, if Cousins is on, if that defense is good, you know, you get Dalvin Cook going, that's you know, they got well, some great wide receivers. There's a lot of there's a lot of pieces there. Yeah. When they come together, they're great. And they are lucky that they get uh, the next two games, Washington Thursday night. Washington's horrendous. Ugh. Yes. And they then they have uh, Kansas City without Mahomes, so they got yeah. lucky there. Yeah, and then it's like Oh, Denver. that is lucky. Yeah. Denver sucks. Seattle coming off of a bye, so that should be a good game, hopefully, for us. You would think. I don't know. We'll see. Things are looking good for the Vikings because I don't really see a whole lot of tough games left in their schedule, and I don't know. Are there any tough games for anybody anymore? <laughs> Jesus. Well, the Packers look good, right? Yeah. Uh, cheating, you mean cheating? Usually you see that many happy guys in yellow pants, you got to go to a Ronald McDonald <laughs> training graduation. Thank yes, you. Sir. Thank you very much. They're happy. <laughs> Packers beat the Raiders 42-24. to oh, Last Last Raiders been over like that? The Lehman Brothers. Huh? Thank you. That's, Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, bring that up. That's, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. I didn't take a hit on that one at all. Uh, if you were playing Aaron Rodgers in fantasy this week, uh, big hug. Boy, that's brutal. Six touchdowns. Who do you think he is? Matt Flynn? Oh, there you go. There's a name. There's a reference. <laughs> Let's. Should we discuss my terrible team? Oh, the, what happened to your team, Kostaki? Falcons are one in six. Oh. Hey, Falcons fans, hold on. In a few weeks, we're going to miss one in six. It's going to sound good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love the optimism. Yes, yeah, exactly. Oh, it's it's ugly. <laughs> Atlanta oh, is so ugly. bad. The South has asked them to secede. That's bad, right? <laughs> Go back leave. north. The like Falcons it. are presumably worth $2.6 billion, but I think oh. that's in Confederate money. I don't think you're ever going to see that. I like Confederate money. <laughs> Memorable defenses in NFL history. The Steelers had the Steel Curtain. The Seahawks had the Legion of Boom. The Falcons have the Welcoming Committee. That's their, Come that's on their in. defense. Come on into yeah. the end zone. Make yourself at home. Over here, maybe. Can I get you anything? This area is wide way. open. Yeah, it's wonderful. <laughs> I love that. Falcons are in the NFC, which for them stands for no effing chance. Ooh, I like it. 
a manager in my fantasy league has the Falcons defense because a Gossamer dream catcher wasn't available. <laughs> like <laughs> Devonta Freeman got kicked out of that game for throwing a punch. Based on how their season's going, I'm just glad the punch wasn't intercepted and returned for a touchdown. Why did he, and he missed by about a foot? Yeah, and it was Aaron Donald, another bad choice. <laughs> it's like uh, that's how you throw a punch. You let like the foot short. And even if you do land it, it's you're wearing a helmet. No, congratulations, you broke yeah. your hand. Right. <laughs> Makes yeah. no sense at all. Punching with helmets is dumb. Yeah, really Although is. if you're going to fight Aaron Donald, it's good to have a helmet on. That's true. <laughs> uh, the other players uh, were punished by having to play the rest of that game. Uh, that team is so yeah, terrible. And bad. Matt Ryan knocked out with an ankle injury. Boy, I hope this doesn't torpedo our season. Yeah. That would, that, what are you going to do? That would be bad. Uh, the oh. Falcons play in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Of course, Mercedes slogan, the best or nothing. Spoiler alert, everyone. Nothing. <laughs> it's nothing. <laughs> it's definitely not the best. <laughs> the Falcons should be forced to rename it Ford Pinto Field. Or Mercedes Ford Pinto. Little Red Wagon with only three wheels stadium, something sad like that. Ugliest car ever made by AMC. What was that thing called again? The Pacer. The Pacer. That's exactly right. Way to go. <laughs> <laughs> the, the AMC Pacer, ugliest car ever made. It looked like a dinner bowl upside down. It makes a Ford Pinto look sleek and really sexy. Does. Yeah, it really does. Yes, that's I mean, right. It, it, had yeah, like that, it had department those big windows, store right? windows yeah. in it. Yeah, it was yeah. weird. Yeah, it was like half aquarium, half Ford Pinto. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Not, like not a good combo. Like yeah, the, you're right. The Pacers, they try and class it up a little bit with a little bit of wood paneling. Oh, oh God. God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Put some forty wheels on there. Oh, yeah, this one's sure. got a hood scoop on it. <laughs> <laughs> Hood oh. scoop. It's uh, uh, <laughs> a great. That's a great visual. Uh, the Falcons should change their stadium name to Appomattox uh, Appomattox Courthouse because that's where they go to surrender. <laughs> <laughs> it's over, man. Civil War comedy. Yeah. Uh, so after the game, the owner said uh, that, <laughs> that he supports the coach. Like what? What do we have to do to get this guy fired? We got to put him in Trump's cabinet or something. We got to be gone in a week. Yeah, we got to have him hanging out with Matt Lauer and that SNL writer who said dumb things. Like, what do we got to do? Get some tweet lessons from Roseanne and some hugging lessons from Al Franken. What? How do we get this guy fired? God, did you see Al Franken got accused of groping another woman? It's like, is that right? Recently? Yeah, it just came out last week. This, they did an article about him in the newspaper, and like the next day, this woman said, "Yeah, we well, grabbed my ass while he was taking a picture." Oh God! Uh, what is wrong with him? Other than the fact that he's big as a pop bottle. That's probably why he stepped down, as there was more to come. Probably, <laughs> probably yeah. true. Uh, I don't know. That could be Joe Mixon got two yards rushing. That's only two more than Nixon got. <laughs> Richard Nixon <laughs> carrying the ball, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> By the way, there's way more than 18 minutes of tape where Joe Mixon disappears, I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's not, you don't notice him. <laughs> what happened to that guy? He was supposed to be a great fantasy running back this year. Uh, the Redskins game was at least fun. That, all, the, all the crazy, mushy, marshy, good weather, that was cool. They had the throwback uniforms. Those throwbacks the Redskins had on were so old, they have smallpox. Yeah. Thank they're, you. They were like, they're from way back. See, they were blankets, kids. 
<laughs> Everybody's looking at me it's, like it's, it's my fault. Thanks, it's your, yeah, you know, well, you, you're the elder statesman. We have to blame you, it's, you for something. It's That's right. my fault. It's true. It's all true. <laughs> God. You're the closest thing we have to history, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that was the best joke I've ever told. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, it was a good run them. calling you. They're, they're I enjoyed calling you. It. They're loving it over here at the snack here, having a ball. <laughs> it's easy to roast a guy when his family's in the room. Yeah. They love jokes. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> you keep letting my back to stock. You'll get a Netflix special. <laughs> There's another reason your dad sucks. Okay, thank you. Great, great to be here. Yes, they're, they're having a ball. Thanks for that, Kostaki. It really worked out well. Oh, I haven't laughed that hard in a while. I enjoyed that. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm glad. At your expense. At my yeah. expense. I'm glad that uh, you're it's happy. so great. I got to go way back to the pacer with the with the hood scoop. <laughs> the hood scoop. There's a that made me look. laugh, too. Uh, Chargers game ending was laughable. They scored two touchdowns in the last, like, 30 seconds. They were both overturned. Oh, and God. the second one was overturned and turned into a fumble game over. Like, oh, oh. Uh, It's the worst thing to happen to Melvin Gordon since they named him Melvin. Melvin that's Gordon. A, that's a tough name for a kid, right? Yes. Uh, Dolphins faked the field goal. That's nothing. They faked this entire season so far. <laughs> are they trying to go like zero and eighty or what are they? I think they to? are. I Jeez. think they, actually this game they almost won. They actually played them played the Bills tough, but Bills pulled it out. Uh, other big news, of course, Mahomes is hurt. Yeah. When you're the Chiefs and you lose your leader, do you have to change your name to Indians? Well, how does that work? <laughs> <laughs> when the Aww. when the by the way, when the sky is falling in Kansas, it stings a little extra because there's so much sky. It's, a lot of sky, wow. baby. That's a right patellar dislocation. You know the old saying about knees, Tom? It's all about dislocation, dislocation, dislocation. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, real estate <laughs> jokes. Yes. yes. It's impossible to say that one with a straight face. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> So, all right, give me your prediction. You, I think you're right. I think the next few games are going to be relatively easy for the Vikings. Do they win three, or like three out of four of those, four or five out of those, you know? Maybe. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. they're not playing anybody that's any good. But once in a while, the Vikings just choose to not show up like they mm-hmm. did against Buffalo Bills last year. Remember that? They were right. had a wonderful start, and then the Buffalo Bills crushed them like, oh, God. Right, right. I don't know. Maybe and he's the- got the control of the team now. Maybe. I think they're fun to watch. I like that team. Good. We'll see. We'll see. I'm rooting for you. I have to. I have to adopt a team from somewhere. I may as well pick yours. Yeah. Well, just prepare to be heartbroken in about like two months. Yes. Yeah, oh yeah, I understand. I know the pattern. Oh, you mean you <laughs> missed a field goal for the first time all year? How did yeah, that happen? Exactly. Yeah. Jesus, right. I'll never forget that as long as oh, I live. Oh God, that was brutal. Oh, that was, right. Yeah. My uh, teacher, my third grade teacher, Mr. Krybeck, was at that game. And his wife was pregnant at the time, and her due date was on the Super Bowl. And I found out, like, later, he's like, she was on her knees praying because he told her if the Vikings make it to the Super Bowl, I'm not going to be in town for the birth of my oh child. Oh, my God. <laughs> Divorce court. And so she prayed, like, she, like, so she's like, yeah, Tevin, I want to let you know that, like, I prayed for him to miss that kick, and I hated her for, like, years. Oh, <laughs> no, it was her fault. She cursed him. That's hilarious. Oh, 
Oh, well. Well, at least we know who to blame for all their problems. That's convenient. Mm -hmm. I cried. Well, and then when we played uh, against New Orleans when Favre was quarterback. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yes. I went outside and threw up. I was wow. so upset. That was a much better team. I know. Isn't that it crazy? Was. Well, 12 I, men in the huddle. Like, Brad Childress, what are you doing? I, I know. still think that game, that was fixed. There's no way they could have made that many big mistakes. Yeah. I it's think Brett Favre. That's what he does. He's, well, that's true. He's a gunslinger. He, he gets you 30 points out of nowhere, and then he throws the interception to close the game. <laughs> <laughs> he had a guy wide open. How did you miss it? I don't know. Yeah, I, uh, yeah well, yeah. Huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. How about that time you played the Falcons in the playoffs? Anybody throw up that day? That was fun for everyone. Right? Oh, look at the t- look at the time. <laughs> no. Was that the year that you guys went to the Super Bowl against the Patriots? Oh, that was. I don't. Oh, oh wow! Look at the time. Oh, right. Uh, look at good. the time. I know it was fun, and it took an ugly turn. I don't know what happened here. It did, man. What in a happened? Pacer. Uh, yeah, my, my yes. team went to the Super Bowl that year and played John Elway in his prime and got blown out. Uh-huh. Then they went to the Super Bowl with uh, Tom Brady in his prime and stopped out. playing in the fourth quarter for no reason. <laughs> you had that game so, so in the bag. Yeah. What was the score in the third quarter? Does anybody remember? Oh. I don't remember. Three years I was busy like breaking up a fist fight, so I don't remember. <laughs> oh, that's right. God. 28 to 3 in the mid-third quarter. I will never you, What do you got to – well, maybe this year. Oh, yeah. yeah, maybe oh, this year. Maybe <laughs> next year. Maybe one of these. Maybe. maybe before I die. All I know yeah. is during that game, people in Las Vegas were losing their minds. Oh, yeah. Dave goes to, oh, yeah. Dave goes to Vegas every year for Super Bowl, and he said the, the room that they had for the big Super Bowl party, everyone was just, like, throwing stuff. Everyone was losing their minds because of the comeback. That the oh, yeah, had. The, it yeah. was crazy. It was. Oh. It was nuts. I, I mean, it was the nuttiest sequence of events. <laughs> yes. Two two point conversions. I know. A, a strip sack. A, <laughs> even the coin flip. They won the coin flip, and the Falcons <laughs> didn't touch the ball in the overtime. The I best know. offense of the league doesn't touch the ball in the overtime oh, of the I championship know. game of the thing. Oh. Yeah. Thanks for bringing this up. <laughs> Boy, look at the time. So the comedian, Miss Pat, she's a huge Atlanta Falcons fan. Oh, yeah. yeah. I texted right. her in like the third quarter like, oh, congratulations on the Super Bowl win for your Falcons. Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh, like, no. Never mind. <laughs> she was there. So was yeah. my brother. My brother was a cancer survivor, and he went to that game, and it was like the the dream of he's a, he's a oh. season ticket holder. Oh. I, I know. That's I terrible. And he bet like uh, whatever. They had some crazy like 30 to 1 odds to win the Super Bowl at the mm-hmm. beginning of the season, and mm-hmm. he had a $100 bet on it. So it would have paid for his whole trip. Oh, <laughs> so, oh. oh, oh no. that hurts. Yes. Hey, look, I'm a Viking fan, and it's only if we just get two more years without a Super Bowl victory, that'll be 60 years <laughs> without one Super Bowl win. Oh. Win. Yeah. 60 yeah. years. Well, it's a shame that they were in the Super Bowls before participation trophies were. Yeah, exactly. You're exactly right. Oh, and four in Super Bowls. You guys were the Bills before it was cool to be the Bills. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. That's exactly right. Good All right, God. that's it. I've, you're my adopted team this season. I'm rooting for them. All right. All right. We'll, we'll try to help out. Skull Vikes. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. 
Yes, always a pleasure to talk to you guys. Go Vikings! Woo-hoo. And take the Falcons with you. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. See you guys. Thanks a lot. Kostaki Economopolis and Quick Snaps. We'll talk to you tomorrow with the family.